Hello, everyone. This is a new episode of I Don't Care with Alexia DiStefano. If you hear in the background, my dog is here. She is this week's guest while we talk all about um, my horror story of filming a horror movie. And guess what? She just took something she's not supposed to have, and I'm going to take it away from her. Hi, Luna. Welcome to the show. Do you want to say hi? Say hi. No, no bite. No, 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 no. Abort mission. <laughs> she just stole the little cushion thing that goes on top of the mic to make sure that it does not pick up too much background noise. She just ate that, so I had to take it out of her mouth. But would you like to say something again without eating the mic? No eat. Just say hi. Say hi. She's staring at me like, what the fuck? You lick it? Sniff? What is it? Smell? No bite. She got it again. We have Luna who's going to be hanging out with us this episode. So if the sound is kind of bad, that would be why. It would be her fault. We'll blame it on her. Though she's so cute, she just had a haircut. And she looks... So adorable, and I love it. Okay, what episode are we on? Is this episode five? Oh my gosh, this is episode five, guys. Congrat! Oh, that would be my dog shaking. Okay, like I said a minute or two ago, this episode is my horror story of filming a horror movie. Essentially, before we really get into it, I wrote a horror movie that I was directing with my classmates, and it ended very, well, I wouldn't say it ended badly, but in the middle of doing things, something happened, and it was chaotic. So we'll get into all of that later, but right now, we are going to do my I Don't Care. And this week, I don't care about the book Sapiens. I don't know if... Any of you have read it, and I don't have it with me, so I can't tell you the author's name. But it is just the most boring book I have ever read in my entire life. It is just boring. Right, Luna? Like, I've fallen asleep so many times while reading it. It's that boring. So, yeah, just, I guess, I don't care about reading boring books this week, but I'm also in a... Um, book club with Luisa from The 100. She plays Amori, or she played Amori. And so a part of me is like, well, you got to keep reading. And so I have only two chapters left to read, which I am hoping to finish within the next day or two. So it's really boring um, for me personally, though. Not everybody might find it boring. I mean, it's a book about... Um, the Evolution of Humans and Sapiens, obviously, by the title. Uh, so if you're into that kind of history, then that's really cool. I was hoping that there would have been a bit more about the Big Bang or something along with astronomy, um, but it really is focused on biology and, I guess, the chemistry of humans, which is just not something I care about. So, yeah, that's... Um, that's my I don't care. And then I also thought that I would quickly talk about like my favorite things that I watch and stuff because as an actor, 
watching TV, I feel like it's part of the job. And so for me, I just finished All of Us Are Dead, which is amazing. It was so, so good. And I watched it. It's um, all in Korean, but I watched it with the dub, the ADR on top of it. And I didn't think it was that bad. I think the main thing is don't focus on the lips. Look at the eyes or something. Look away from the lips or else it will bother you. And I didn't watch Squid Games when everybody was watching it, so I finished last night, All of Us Are Dead, and I started last night, Squid Games. And so far, All of Us Are Dead is better. But I'm also only on episode two of Squid Games, so I need to give it a chance. Update on my dog, she is sleeping. Right, Luna? Well, she's so cute. She had a haircut yesterday. I don't know if I said that, but she looks really cute. But since she's come back from her haircut, she's been really um, a little bit down, which makes me sad. But my favorite movie, well, of all time, well, I say of all time, well, okay. Well, my favorite movies are San Andreas with The Rock. That movie is so freaking good. If you've not watched it, it's amazing. It's about um, an earthquake that happens in San Andreas. And because of the earthquake, there is then a tsunami. And The Rock is the dad, and he's trying to save his daughter. So that's essentially the, the basis of the, of the movie, and it's so good. But also, my other favorite movies are both of the escape rooms, the 2019 version and the 2021 version, amazing. It's Escape Room and then the next one is Escape Room Battle of the Champions or something like that. Oh my god. I think, well, why I love the Escape Room movie so much is because first, they're really creative with their deaths. I feel like I mean, they do such a good job, actors, directors, and the writers, all of them, of making you so scared of dying like that. Like, for example, one of the deaths, and this isn't, it's not a spoiler because it's literally the first minute of the movie. It's like one of those flash forwards and then you go back to real time. But one of the deaths that the escape room was structured to do, I need to crack my knuckle. Sorry about that, guys. Um, but one of the deaths is that all the four walls are closing in on you. And I'm sure that's a, a fear, irrational or not, that many people do have. So, um, but they did it so good and the actor is just, in that particular scene, I mean, in all the scenes, really, all the actors are just amazing. So if you haven't watched any of the escape rooms, do that as well because man, oh man, are they so good. Also, a heads up that at some point my mom's going to get home and as soon as she puts her, locks her car and the little beep happens, my dog will go crazy. I'll probably keep a snippet of that in but lower it for you guys because I'm, I'm sure the microphones will get very hot. She's a Pomeranian Mini Eskimo Yorkie Maltese. And she's got a little bit of everything. Her fur is Pomeranian texture, and even like the goldish color of the Pomeranians, she's golden white. Uh, her face is Yorkie in terms of like the shagginess of her hair. 
Her body is Maltese. And the mini Eskimo, she's kind of got the long legs. So she's a, she's a bit of it all. She's so cute, though. I love her so much. Right, Luna? The other day, um, my best friend was coming over. And so I went outside to go wait for her. I'm in the front. And I let Luna come with me, but I didn't let her go on a leash because I'm training her to be off leash and listen to commands. And she's usually really good. But because she saw my best friend, she was so hyper-focused on Cassie that she didn't see a car coming. And she almost got hit by a car, my next-door neighbor, who I've never met. Uh, they're new. And so um, that was really awkward because I, I screamed on the top of my lungs, stop, at Luna. And she did, but she was, like, so close to getting hit. But the neighbors were driving slow, thank gosh, and stopped immediately. And I was like, I am so freaking sorry. They're like, oh, my God, no, it's fine. Right, Luna, you gotta listen. So that was a scary moment for the both of us. Um, because, yeah, I don't want to lose her. I love her so much. But anyways, let's get a little bit into the topic of today. So the horror movie that I writ- that I written, that I wrote, um, is called The Inner Killer. And... I guess I'll give a little premise of it. I honestly haven't thought about the movie in months, so let's see how much I even remember. So this boy named Danny, he is the main character. He's a teenager, and his mom mysteriously died a year earlier, and so did his sister. His sister actually died in a car accident while the mom was driving which there's a funny story time with that that I'll get to probably towards the end of this episode, so stay tuned for that because it might be the funniest thing ever. Um, But, okay, yeah, so his mom and sister are dead, and he lives with his stepdad, who once was a good guy, but now that, you know, he lost his daughter and his wife is gone, he turned to drinking, and... He is an alcoholic, and so with his alcohol problems, he gets very, very aggressive and scary. <sighs> so um, that's kind of like Dick. That's the stepdad's name. He, yeah, he's not a good guy. And then Danny, the teenager, the stepson, I guess, is a good guy, But he's kind of battling a few inner demons on how to handle his situation with his stepdad. He's a really good guy. So, essentially, the movie is just about... What even is it about? Honestly, it's been so long. I'm like, what the heck is this movie about? Um, So, Danny discovers a bunch of um, truth about both his sister and mom's death that lead him to having to make a tough decision um, that could essentially turn him into a murderer, I guess. Um, 
isn't awful, but the only way I'm explaining it right now, because it's been so long, I genuinely don't remember how I used to explain the movie to everybody, but anyways, that's how we'll, we'll get along with it, but the inner killer for me was just an idea at one point. I was just telling people, hey, like, I'm writing this movie, um, because I like writing, but I, I wasn't gonna do anything with it, but then, you know, I was thinking, and some people were saying, too, like, you could, we could film this. We have enough actors here. We have enough people want willing to be crew and cast and do all the things. And so I thought about it, and I was like, yeah, you know what? Let's do it. So I wrote it completely, and then I got... Um, a few people to edit it and we would work on it together and I would get input from everybody and we got a pretty solid script and so then it came time to um, think about filming and I had casted it already and selected everybody's job in terms of crew and stuff and so everything was everything was organized and planned out so now we were buying props and you know I set up a GoFundMe and we earned a bit over a thousand dollars which is amazing and all of that money went towards props, food, transportation, like all of, not transportation, um, props and food mainly, um, equipment, whatever it went into all of that and um, we would do Zoom call meetings to discuss, you know, the updates on everything during Christmas break. And we would meet together as well at the school and have meetings there to talk all about everything. And we had days set that we were going to film. We were going to film three days um, over a weekend. And um, pretty far. It was a far location because it was a free location. And so I guess let me just, um, let me kind of set this up in a way that I can then talk about said person, which, um, okay, I'm going to call the main guy that I'm talking about Bill. So we have Bill. Bill is playing Dick, who is the stepdad, um, the bad guy of the story, he also um, is a lighting guy in real life, and he's worked on real sets, um, union sets. And uh, something about union workers working on non-union productions, essentially, is um, chaotic and um, stressful because they have such a way of no things must be done this way or things must be done this way or if they're done this way on a set it wouldn't be allowed and it's like sure but we're also pretty freaking low budget here and we're not basing it off of the union we're basing it off of the resources that we have and um things like that so anyways when it came to buying props and all of that we had to work within this budget, and I did, but Bill wanted to buy more. He wanted to buy all this lighting equipment, um, 
And I, I was like, sure, I mean, whatever. You can buy whatever you want with your own money. I mean, it'll be good for this, but also whatever you want to do in your own future. And so he was like, yeah, it's good. So I'll buy, I will buy this stuff, he would say. And I'm like, whatever. Um, but fully aware that none of what he was buying would come out of the budget that we had or whatever money we had saved. Whatever he was buying was for him that he was going to let us borrow. Oops, I hit my paper. So that was important to know is that he did spend money that he agreed would be his own money for his own stuff that we could use for the show. So we had a little bit of heated discussions with that because um, because he did want to buy all this extra stuff. And I'm like, go ahead, but we don't have the money for it. Anyways, I've explained that long enough. There was even this one day where um, we were talking in a Zoom meeting or we had just finished a Zoom meeting and I was thinking that we should get this guy who wasn't in our class but was in the morning class at school and so he had all the sound equipment and he was really good with that. So I was like, ooh, we should get him. But I didn't have any of his information. So I um, did a text message to everybody in the group chat, in the, the inner killer group chat. And I was like, hey, does anyone have his information? Because I want to reach out to him and see if he would want to help out with filming the movie. And Bill responded, and he's like, yeah, 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 I know, I'll talk to him. And I was like, no, I want to talk to him, please. And um, that made him very, very mad. And I was like, why? Like, I want to talk to him. I'm the director. I want to talk to him, tell him what we got, explain the sitch, and see if he's on board. You know, that's, that's my job. That's what I want to do. And he was just mad at me that I said no to him and that... You know, he's trying to do me a favor and get this guy. And so anyways, I got the, I just found his Instagram account by looking at, you know, people that were both friends, whatever. So I found him myself. I reached out, but he was, Bill was so mad at me that he, he sent me these voice messages being all rude and whatever. And I just ignored them. And then he didn't talk all day. And I was like, oh my God, I just need like information about the movie. Also, I forgot to mention, Bill is 32 or 33, like he's in his 30s. And um, the rest of us are, you know, 19, 18, 19. So Bill was relatively older. There was also a 30 year old who was our lead, who played Danny, who is lovely and one of the greatest people I've ever met. Um, so, yeah, that just gives reference because um, he sounds very, Bill sounds very immature, and he is, but he's also 32. So, I thought that was important to know. So, anyways, he he ended up being like, I'm sorry, that was stupid of me, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, whatever, I, you know, you're an actor for me, and that's that's what we need. So, yeah, like I mentioned earlier... Our filming location was um, pretty far. 
from my house it was about a 40 minute to an hour drive and then from uh Vancouver like deep in Vancouver it's it can be about around two hours so you know it was far for everyone we met at my house loaded up all the cars with all the props food equipment whatever and um and that was in the afternoon uh later afternoon after we all finished class and then we were on the road but anyways to take it a step back before we get to the actual filming weekend um me and bill went to go scout the location a couple weeks earlier and like i said it's a far drive and i met the owners of the house which are bill's friends and um the house was perfect everything looked great i was envisioning how everything would look and i was really excited And so everything was going well. So day one of filming, like I said, we all met at my house to load the cars and then we left. Um, By the time we got there, it was nighttime because the roads were very snowy. This is Christmas break that we went um, to film. So yeah, it was really, really snowy and icy and majority of the cars that everybody had were small, used, didn't have, you know, all-wheel drives or all-wheel tires or... (coughs) Oh! What, Luna? God, that scared me. Um, they didn't have snow tires, so we were, we were nervous about that. And Bill was mad that everybody was taking so long, but, you know, he had a massive truck, like a big, big truck. And everybody had these little dinky cars with, again, no snow tires. So yeah, everyone's going to drive slower and be safer than you in your massive truck that isn't going to slide off the road. So anyways, we get there at night. And, um, and we unpack everything into the house. We organize, um, pretty much we only unpacked that night and set up a little bit for the morning to come. And the plan was that one or two or three people would sleep at the house, the filming location. And then, um, some of the girls would come back to my house and sleep here and what had happened was Bill said that he would you know check with the owners of the house and make sure that it was okay that you know people slept there and whatnot he's and every time I would ask he'd be like oh yeah yeah yeah, they wouldn't mind they won't mind and I'm like but can you ask and make sure and he's like yeah yeah I'll do that I'll do that I'll ask and so Every time I asked, he was like, yeah, yeah, they're fine with it. And I'm like, okay, cool. We get there. And I'm like, okay, so who's sleeping here? And Bill's like, what? And I'm like, we discussed that people would sleep here so we didn't have to, you know, rent another Airbnb or get a hotel room or something. He's like, well, they're already lending us their home to film, so why would we sleep here? And I'm like, we've talked about it. 
and everybody was around when we've talked and had these conversations and people were around for this one too and I'm like we've talked about it you said that people could sleep here you said that you asked them he's like well but we're already like staying in their home for free to film Uh, people can't sleep here and I'm like can you go ask if these people can sleep here because that's what you said you did so please go ask and so he went and asked and they said that yeah one or two people could sleep there so um two people did stay two boys and um now we were left with a few extra girls needing somewhere to go and so Bill said that he would get them a hotel room, that he would pay for it. And so he did for two nights, which was great because they needed somewhere to sleep. And um, so everything was fine. We had that all sorted out. Um, me and the girls who were staying at my house um, left. We came back to my home, we spent the night, and in the morning, I wake up on my alarm, the other girls do not, Um, I'm someone who's always on time, usually I'm actually early, so uh, that's just my character, but these beautiful women um, are not the same as me, instead they are late kind of people, which you know what, I was like, eh, it's fine, it's, you know, it's snowy, we need to take our time on the road anyways, um, it's fine, and so we, we left a little late, uh, not even that much, I'd say like 20 minutes, and, um, we stopped and we got Tim Hortons, cause it was early as fuck and we needed food, and then we were on our way, and we were, we were relatively, I mean, yeah, we were maybe an hour, half an hour to an hour late because the roads were icy. We got drinks and we left a little late. But also things during that time were getting done. So I had, I had called and made sure that they were setting up for the scene. And the first scene that we were filming was Christmas. So I needed them to put up a tree to, um get presents ready and set around the tree the presents and make it look like Christmas and put the stockings on the fireplace and set up the lightings and get the cameras ready and do the hair and makeup. So all of that was getting done as we were on our way. And when we get there, all of that was done and I checked around, made sure it was good. I had to get my hair and makeup done. Um... And then the girl who drove us all had to get her, Hewat, who was on our second episode, she was playing the mom, um, the mom who died, and I was playing the daughter who died, but there were some flashbacks, so we were both in it um, a little bit as well. And so we needed to get our hair and makeup done for this flashback scene. And um, when we got there, the makeup that was done wasn't perfect, and so I had asked Um, one of the makeup artists that were in the car that I was in to retouch. And when I said that, Bill got really annoyed. He's like, well, the makeup's fine. We don't have time for retouching. And I was like, yes, we're going to retouch your makeup because it doesn't look good. And he was really annoyed at that. And I, um, myself and 
the lead who is playing um Danny set up a schedule that would work really nicely for the next three days and so my plan was to still follow this yes we're a little bit behind but that's okay we'll catch up as long as everybody's on their a game well Bill doesn't have an a game so he was like we need to reschedule your schedule uh, we need to do all of these scenes first, and he's, like, telling me what needs to happen, and I'm the director of this movie that I wrote, and I'm like, no, we're sticking to my schedule, and he's like, we, we can't stick to your schedule, this is not gonna work, and I was like, we're sticking to my schedule, and a discussion, and so he was really, really mad, really, 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 like, like, re I can't even, he was so mad that I said that, um, 32 again, and he was pouty, and so he goes upstairs, and he ruins the set to go play video games, he, like, moves all the presents around the Christmas tree, so he can put his, you know, monitor there, and set up his video games, and so, whatever, I'm getting my hair makeup done, I'm like, ugh, that was annoying, but who cares, so I get upstairs where the set is, and, um, I see his video games. And so I'm like, we're ready to film. Can we get these video games out of here? And he's like, no, not until we're about to hit or say action. And I was like, get the video games out of here because we're ready to film, which means that we are soon ready to say action. And so he didn't, so I moved them. I just picked up all the video games and moved it because I was like, this is our filming set not a video game area, and so that annoyed him. Anyways, we're ready to film, we have the cameras on, we do our first take, cut, and I say my notes, because again, I'm the director, and I'm like, hey, this was good, this wasn't good, let's try this, and so, you know, I'm, I'm telling Bill what I think he needed to fix. I'm like, this is actually a really, really happy moment, and you're playing it off like you're miserable and don't want to be here. So let's let's just try a different angle where we're all super, super happy. Kind of like this is like the Hallmark version, the Hallmark scene of a horror movie. Or I mean, this is the Hallmark scene before the horror stuff. So let's keep it lightweight. And he's like, no, I don't think that's right. Like, I'm... I'm a parent, and parents are tired. Like, he's not actually a parent. He's saying it as the character. He's like, this character's a parent, and they're tired, and usually kids wake them up early on Christmas, so I would be tired and a little annoyed. I'm like, no, actually. In this scene, how I wrote it is not like that. Rather, just a really happy family celebrating Christmas together um, happily as a unit, happy, very happy, and he's like, I don't think so, anyways, so we did another couple takes, and I'm like, happier, everyone, happier, and um, it wasn't going good, <laughs> and this is the first scene, because he's not taking direction, because he's being stubborn with how he thinks the direction should be, and I'm like, oh, I was so frustrated, and you know, the biggest thing that I take away or took away from the whole situation, which we'll get to, I'm not even done half of it, 
But the main thing is it's just misogyny. You know, I'm a girl. I'm a woman, period. Telling him, you know, what to do. And I'm young. But my role is superior than your role. A director is is essentially the boss. And so that was my job, was to direct everyone. And I, everyone said I was doing a good job. I wasn't even that bossy, but I also don't have a problem with telling someone what the heck is up. And I had no problem telling him to get his shit together because he needed to get his shit together. So anyways, then we filmed the wide shot with everyone in it. And then we needed to film the coverage, which is close-ups of everyone. And so we start with my close-up. And then we go to Bill's close-up, and then we do He Watts close-up, and Callan's close-up. Callan is, um, Callan's, uh, playing Danny. And so we do those close-ups, and boom. Scene one, done. It was not good, but it was done. And so we were then switching location and, uh, resetting the set into a new room, and setting up the lighting and everything for that and while we were doing that bill went to the washroom and his demeanor when he was um doing the scene and before he went into the washroom was very angry very annoyed very frustrated very um rude and when he came out of the washroom He was very happy, very loud, very um, fidgety, very crazy, Um, and so, um, yes, I don't know how much I want to say of that, Um, and let me just tell you, it's not because he had a good shit. He did not leave the washroom jolly because he shit. but rather instead because, um, you know, there are certain things in life that can change people's full demeanors, um, and so, (laughs) anyways, he snorted cocaine, um, I'll just be blunt with it, which was one of my rules, I had a few rules on set, no drugs, no drinking, no fooling around, no misogyny. I was very clear on that. Those were really my only rules. And um, he, he practically broke all of them, except the drinking. He didn't drink. And, uh, but he, yeah, so anyways, um, when he walked out of that washroom, he was a different person, and everybody picked up on that. And uh, that was um, annoying for me, but I was too busy getting ready to film this scene between Hewat and Callan. And that's where my focus was, was to get that done and that right. And so we were working on that, and we were in a bedroom, and they were in the living room. Uh, Bill was in the living room. And um, they were, he was really loud. And he set up his video games again, and he had it on a loud volume. And so I exit, and I'm like, hey, Sorry to bother you, but we're filming a movie, and we can't have your video games playing because it's allowed. 
And he was giving me attitude about it. Well, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, just lower the volume. And so I go back inside and he's just talking on the top of his lungs. And he's just so loud that it was taking forever to, to um, record these scenes because we needed quiet on set. And I wasn't getting quiet on set. And so I walk out again, get mad again. Not even get mad. I'm just like, hey. We're trying to film. Turn it down or turn it off. Come on. Nothing, just rudeness back. And um, and then, you know, go back in, in there. He's out again. I walk out. This time he just left the video games there. And he, I guess, went out to smoke or something. And so I turn off the video games. Um... And I move it, and then when he came back upstairs, he's telling me that I broke it, and that it doesn't work anymore, and that all his stuff is deleted, and first of all, no, it wasn't. Second of all, I know how to turn off a damn PS4, so relax. And um, he was just being very rude and trying to blame me for something that I didn't do, but I was like, dude, just stop. Like, what are you doing right now? Stop. And so he was texting me while I was, you know, directing in the room beside where he was. And he's like, I don't appreciate your attitude. And I'm like, I don't appreciate your attitude. I'm just trying to work and you're making it very difficult to do. So please just listen to me and all will be good. And he's like, I don't know who you think you are. You put on the director role and you're this just whole different person. Everybody's saying it. And I'm like, okay, I'm just, you know, directing because that's what I'm supposed to do. I'm just telling you what to do in the scene and how I want the cameras and the lightings to be. Gosh. Anyways, he was just going on and on and on and on and on about how awful I was and blah, 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 and just how, whatever. And so I'm like, if you want to talk like this, go somewhere else. And, and what I meant by that was, if this is how you're going to talk to me, go talk to somebody else about that. But what he took that as was um, literally go somewhere else, like physically go somewhere else. And so... <laughs> he got really mad at that, and he left. He went in his truck, and he left. Uh, well, he didn't leave. He just went in his truck and stayed in his truck. And um, <clears throat> and so we finished that scene that we needed to do. But I needed new. We needed new batteries, or we needed one more battery so we can just run everything smoothly and never have to stop filming because of a battery shortage or anything so um so what had happened was I got Hewat and the cam or sorry and the sound guy to go to Best Buy or wherever was close to get a new um camera battery so that we had four I think three or four so we were on a rotation of them when um when the other ones were charging and so they left. So we had dinner. Bill was really, really mad at me um, because of God knows what. And um, I was very frustrated at him 
for doing drugs on my set, for not listening, for being very loud, for acting very immature. He was very mad at me for being late and not changing his sched- my schedule. And, um, and anyways, so the tension was in the air. And, um, and he kicked all of us out of the house, his friend's house. And so Callan, who plays Danny, was trying to talk some sense into him, you know, hey, I get it. But, you know, we're, we all spend so much money to be here. We all sacrifice time. You know, let's get this done. It's good for all of us. And he was very adamant, no, you guys have to leave. So then Cal- or sorry, then Hiwa and the sound guy came back, and they were all happy. And I go, so actually, no, it was really funny. They, they wanted to prank us. So they came upstairs and they're like, guys, we, we couldn't get a camera battery. We don't have any other ones. And I go, oh, that's good. We don't need it anyways. And they're like, what? And I'm like, we got kicked out. And they're like, oh, see, now you're pranking us. We're pranking you. We have a battery. Let's, let's fuck off with the pranks. And I'm like, mm-mm, I'm not pranking you. We actually really did get kicked out. And so, yeah, um, we, we had about an hour and a half to finish filming the scene that we were filming and, um, to pack up and leave. And we do, we pack up, we get all of the stuff that's ours, we leave everything that's Bill's, we, um, clean the kitchen, we clean everything. We pack up, we fil- We finished filming that scene, we got everything, we cleaned, everything was good, we were out of there. Callan went back in before we all left to talk with the owners, make sure that, you know, the condition that we left everything in was good. Um, they're like, yeah, can you just help us move this couch back? And Callan did, all was good. They said, perfect, you guys are good, thank you, and we left. Now, Bill... At some point, because this whole time he, you know, stayed in his truck. When we drove past his truck, he was passed out. And um, apparently whenever he woke up and went back to the house, he um, he texts me and he's like, the condition you guys left the house in was unacceptable. It was just absolutely disgusting. Everything dirty, everything left there. And I'm like, Everything that was left is yours. We cleaned all of our mess. You're just needing to clean your own mess. We talked to the owners. They said we left everything nice. So whatever you're going off about, I don't want to hear it. And um, on the car ride home and practically that whole night, he was just sending me long message after long message after long message just being so ruthless and disgusting and gross and whatever. And I was just, I ignored it. I didn't respond. And, um, and he, I, I don't know, I guess he was growing for, I don't even know what was on his mind, but, um, we got home and, you know, he, I was telling my mom all the drama and she's like, oh my God, this is disgusting. And the girls came over to stay that night as planned and, um, you know, I'm reading everyone the messages that he 
was sending and then we went to bed without responding and in the morning I woke up with a with a bunch more messages and so I had responded with one message just being very I was nice I I wish I saved the text message the text messages to read to you guys but I didn't but I don't know anyways I just said I don't even remember what I said but it was something just like neutral and um he didn't like it so he went off and off and off and off and off and then I broke and I and then I was like you know what no you don't have the right to say that I was unprofessional that I was this that I was that that blah 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 I was like you came onto my set with this awful attitude which whatever if you want to have a bad attitude who cares but it was the fact that you then broke all my rules especially the drug one that you were being loud that you were being disrespectful to not only me but everybody on set that you were throwing ten temper tantrums because I didn't listen to your directions because you're a union worker and have have experience because I was figuring out my own stuff and doing what I wanted to do which was right for me and the movie anyway so I was like you are the one who acted extremely unprofessional. You are the one who is acting immature. So if you want to come off on me, go off. But I have shit I can say right back to you. And so um, I went off and then he went off. And then long story short, I was like, hey, you have my chair that I need, which was one of our big props that um, I had got. Uh, it was too big to fit in any of our cars. So I'm like, you have this, and I, you left your wheelbarrow at my house, so can we do a trade-off? And he's like, you know, it's illegal to hold other people's property hostage. And I was like, what? I'm like, I just want my freaking chair back, and you could get your wheelbarrow back when you come and give me your chair. And he's like, I'm going to call the police on you for holding my wheelbarrow hostage. This is illegal. They're going to read the prints. And I'm like, what? I'm like, oh my God, it is not even about your fucking wheelbarrow. I'm just asking for this chair back. And he's like, well, you can't have the chair back. And I'm like, well, then you can't get your wheelbarrow back and you're not allowed on my property. And he showed up to my house and, um... He, he's like, no, I'm coming to your house and I'm going to come get my wheelbarrow. And I was like, fine, come get your wheelbarrow. But can you take these two chairs that you found and brought to my house? Because he found these other two really ugly, like big chairs. Um, he found them on the side of the street and he brought them to my house for the movie. And I was like, these aren't usable. I don't want them. And so I was like, fine, when you come here, you also pick up the chairs. I'll have everything waiting for you. And so me and my brother moved the wheelbarrow and the two chairs to the corner of my house so he could come pick them up. And when he did, he took his wheelbarrow and he threw those two chairs in the snow and left. And I was very, very mad, very mad. Like, what an asshole. Like, I'm here giving you your stuff. Take back the chairs that you brought to my house that nobody asked for. Like, get rid of your fucking garbage on my property. Anyways, it was very, very frustrating because... Just talk about immaturity, right? So anyways, he takes his chairs back. 
I block him. He can't contact me anymore. And, uh... I was very, 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 very frustrated. And, um, yeah. So, anyways, we, yeah, we had three days of filming. We essentially only filmed half of one day before we got kicked out. Um, and then, you know, when we got back to school, one of the, the office women, who is, like, the student coordinator, talks to me and she's like so I heard all of this went down and I'm like well I don't know why you and I need to have a conversation about this this happened off school campus and um has nothing to do with anything because I promise you I will not bring any of the drama here and it it won't affect my work so we don't need to talk about it because I'm not gonna let it affect me here at school and she was like uh, she wanted more information, I could tell, but I was like, I am not going to talk about it, no, 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 and, um, and she's like, fine, as long as you say it's not gonna bother you at school, good, and then she's like, but come the day you graduate, that's when you can actually hear my real feelings about this, and I could tell that she was so on his side about the situation, which is so annoying because, I just wonder the information that he went off and told people. I mean, he really thought I was the devil. He was, like, the way, he was, like, the way you were acting was so awful. It was just, I'd never seen anybody act so horribly before. Like, as if I was doing something. Anyways, I wasn't, and everybody involved can testify that I was not acting any differently, that I was, oh, whatever, I don't even, it doesn't even look a woman being a little bossy because that's her job description does not make her a bad person. And if you think it does, then let me be real with you. You're sexist. And that's just the way it is. And that's what I said to him. And he didn't like the honesty. And if you can't handle the honesty, then I don't know what to say to you. But it's just I, I can be blunt. And that's just who I am. And if you don't like that, okay, then get the fuck away from me. So... That's just kind of my feelings towards him. I was like, get the fuck away from me, you 32-year-old creep right now. So, uh, yeah, and then um, I never talked to him ever again, still to this day. And that's the way it is. He also went around telling everybody that I owe him money for the lighting and for the hotel room, which I don't because he was very clear with me and everyone else, that it was out of his pocket, and he's like, and you're not even grateful for it, you know, I didn't even get a thank you, and I was like, I said thank you many times, but also, I don't have to say thank you for you spending your own money on lighting for you, that's just not something I gotta do, but I said thank you anyways, <laughs> I'm like, how much, like, do you want me begging on my knees, thanking you, kissing your toes, because that's just not gonna happen ever with nobody, no one's going to do that. So, uh, yeah, pretty much. That was my, my horror story of filming a horror movie. But the worst part for me is that I spent $200 of my own money on breakaway glasses and a fake hammer for the movie. And um, they're missing. Now, 
I'm not going to blame anyone, but, you know, Bill over here is acting mad sus. And when I kept asking other people to ask him, he's like, oh, yeah, 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 I'll look, I'll look, I'll look, oh, I don't know, no, I don't have, oh, well. Oh, so the worst part about all of that was that I wasted my own hard-earned money um, on props that are still gone, disappeared, who knows where, and they were really cool props. Come on, breakaway beer bottles? Fuck yeah, those are awesome. But I didn't get them, so <sighs> I was really, really sad about that. That, um, I'm sure I'm missing a bunch of the story, and I'm sure that maybe some of it didn't add up, or, or uh, it was just, it was December, and it's, you know, almost August now, so it's been a while, and, um, I made sure to block most of it out of my memory because it was just so frustrating to go through that I rarely like to think about it again, but anyways... That was, like, the, the big chunk of it all. You know, I'm sorry if you guys came into here expecting an actual horror story of mine to be, like, paranormal or something like that. But, no, this was a horror story. This was a real horror story. Spending so much money, putting so much time and effort into something, and so much love and passion into it, and getting that love and passion from almost everybody else involved, and then just having one person ruin it for everyone and waste all that money and waste everyone's time and just being so rude and disrespectful yeah that that's horror that's um that's real life horror so yeah it was pretty awful but to end off on a funny kind of note we continued to film the movie, we just recasted the character to play Dick. We chose a new actor. Um, I like to say it's in the editing process um, because I have to edit it and that's just not going well. Uh, so yeah, it'll come out one day. It's all my bad right now. <laughs> just I don't want to edit it. Anyways, we have this one scene in the movie that is a car crash. And... Um, we had to film the car crash. Now, Callan was saying, we'll film it in reverse. My brain, and he wants to, was like, hmm, what? We just weren't understanding what he meant. Now, we both fully 100% understand what he meant, but both of our brains weren't, like, really getting it, mine more than hers. And so, we're like, no, like, let's just film it the right way. And so, we sure did. We did 13 takes of him speeding his car towards where me and Hewat were uh, in her car. So what, what it looked like, I'll set it up, is we were essentially in um, like warehouses areas. And so we had this long kind of driveway and we were parked at the end of the driveway. So essentially if someone was driving down the driveway they couldn't exit because we were blocking the end of it and it was really late at night so there was nobody around and so Callan's car his job was to speed through the driveway to then slam on his brakes right before he got to mine and Hewat's car or Hewat's car but where me and Hewat were sitting and so 
I was filming inside the car through the window, filming Callan speed up and stop. And like I said, we did this 13 times, everything good. And we were doing one more time because we were feeling good. And we're like, last time, we've got this. And so Callan speeds. He says he got distracted by someone driving by or something. And he slammed on his brakes too too late and slammed right into me and Hewat in her car and her whole side window, the side, the passenger side where I was sitting, smashed, gone, glass everywhere. It was a total mess. Um, I can, I'll add the sound of us getting hit right here. Yeah, we're like, are you doing oh, street racing? No. Well, it smells like burnt rubber. We hey, ready? Okay. And ready. action! It's like, I wish it was that. Yeah, honestly. Pretty crazy, huh? It was it was pretty wild. But her car's fixed now. Everything's good. The footage actually turned out really nicely. So we um at least we got that poor car, you know. Her poor Pontiac. It just it it took the fault. So yeah, that's the inner killer, and that's everything to do with that disaster. We had some really amazing memories filming the inner killer, though, and, you know, Bill ruined it for himself. He didn't ruin it for all of us, he just ruined it for himself. So, I'm not mad about it. Anyways, I do want to say before I end off, next week, I'm so, so, oh, my mom's home. Ready for this loud barking, <coughs> Luna's? <coughs> I'm gonna have to pause this until she's done barking. Anyways, so yes, I'm having Meg McCarthy come on my show next week, and she works for Cherry Chats and does her own Cherry Pick uh, um, IGTV lives. She's talked to so many amazing actresses, um, from people from Marvel, from the Wilds, from the Hundred. She has interviewed so many amazing, very talented people. She herself is very talented and amazing at her job. I mean, her interviews are just beautiful conversations. It doesn't feel awkward. It's it's awesome. So I can't wait to have her on, and I think you guys will love the episode. And check her out if you haven't already. Her name's Meg McCarthy from Cherry Chats. And if you do have questions for me regarding her or anything to do with anything, just DM me at Alexia underscore DE underscore Stefano on Instagram or at I don't care underscore the podcast on Instagram and I will I will get all that info that you need. So thank you for listening. Can't wait for next week. So 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 excited. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed that story time. I'm kind of awful at sharing stories. That's not my forte. I'm a storyteller, but I'm not good at telling stories of my own through my mouth. So hopefully I did a fine job. Anyways, uh, tune in next week. See you guys. Bye.